Three, two, one, go. Hello and welcome to this episode of Out of Run End Zone. Today we'll be talking about the NCAA Conference Championship Tournaments um, going on this week and then finishing next week. We brought in NCAA Buzzer Beatles on Twitter to get his knowledge about all his opinions about the conference championship tournaments going on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Glad to be back here uh, since yeah, the beginning of the year here. So um, definitely been a wild ride and March is a coming. All right. We'll start off with what do you think the most competitive tournament will be this year? So the thing about the competitiveness of the tournaments is it kind of relies on a conference not having anybody especially good. Just kind of having a whole group together. I think the horizon was so fun last year, but I think Northern Kentucky kind of just sweeps. But uh, I'd say either the Sun Belt or the SoCon will have the most close games uh, and be the most competitive because neither really have a big gap between the top and the bottom. All right. What conference do you think will have the most competitive championship game? I think it's going to be – so obviously you can't project a championship game like specifically because there could be upsets or runs or anything like that. But um, I think it's either going to be the Big 12 with whatever ranked team sits in there and then the team that makes the run. Because I don't think the Big 12 is going to be won by either Kansas or Baylor. I think it's going to be won by possibly, you know, like the Iowa uh, Iowa State or something like that. Some one of those unranked teams that is uh, very capable. Because um, I think Baylor keeps their good stuff for the real thing. And then Kansas never wins these tournaments anyways. So um, that's going to be fun. Or if the predestined thing happens, the Atlantic Sun Championship with Jacksonville State and Liberty should be amazing. Um, the odds for that are uh, plus 140 on Jacksonville State to win, plus 110 on Liberty to win. And then the next team is like plus 1,000. So those two teams are just way ahead on top. Um and so when both of those guys come together, since they're so at the same level and they're the only two good teams there, it should be a thriller. All right. Yeah. What conference championship tournament will you watch the most of? Um, obviously, there's going to be some factors in there. For example, like I won't have a ton of uh, – um, you know, like on that Saturday before uh, Selection Sunday, there's going to be like a million different games, which makes it a little harder to do. I'd say the Missouri Valley I'm going to watch uh, quite a lot of. That's coming up on the 6th this upcoming Sunday. And it's going to uh, probably be between Loyola Chicago and like either like Missouri State, Northern Iowa or Drake. Um so it should be a good, well-defensed, um, you know, well-coached game that uh, I'll probably watch quite a bit of it, especially since it's one of, like, two championship games that Sunday. All right. Now we'll get into some sleeper teams. What teams do you think will either do good in their conference tournament or do good in the March Madness tournament? So I think some sleepers here – I've got, I'm all in on Northern Kentucky and the horizon. They have, they have a signature kick. I think that like their, if I were to guess, uh, their win, their like point differential from the second half has to be like plus 84 or something. They will come back from anything and beat you by 10. It is, um, they're definitely my sleeper, and I think that who should be but isn't the heavy favorite to win the Horizon Championship. Um, they currently sit at four to one odds to win it. But um, then, other than that, 
I think Alabama wins the SEC. I think they're hot. I think they play up to every team that they ever do. Um, and I think that Kansas or uh, Kentucky just won't get up for it. Um, and Auburn is just, I mean, they're kind of bound to take another loss. They tend to do this. Um, probably even early in the tourney. But um, those are my main two. I think Texas can come out of the Big 12 with the title uh, for the conference tourney, just because, like I said earlier, I don't think Kansas and Baylor do anything. And I think Texas Tech already used up all their magic. So even though Texas itself really underperformed this year, they still, I think they'll have another hurrah to finish this one out going into the tourney. What do you think about my, my team, Rutgers Scarlet Knights? so fun to watch man they've got you know such a good starting five that can beat anybody i posted it like a few weeks ago which was Rutgers is every single team's nightmare second round matchup if you're a one seed if you're a three seed if you're a two seed it does not matter if you see Rutgers on that other side of the bracket um, in that second round. So they're going to get the momentum if they win the first round. And then they'll just probably just kill you in the second round because um, they just, when they get going, they can beat any team in the nation, I believe. Um, and that's exactly what you need to pull off a high seed upset early in the tourney. I wouldn't be shocked if they South Carolina ran to like the, to like the Elite Eight. That wouldn't shock me. And also ask you, we might get into it later too, but uh, what do you think about the Wagner Seahawks? I really like them. I still, I still think that they're going to beat uh, Brian to come out of the NEC tournament, but they scared the hell out of me and everybody else in America dropping to uh, – dropping to uh, – uh, Fairleigh Dickinson on national television, um, <laughs> 17 point favorites and they lost at home. That is just, that is shocking. Um, and I don't know if that's going to take a huge hit on the morale. That's what I guess. I think that they might not be able to pull it off after all, just because of how much they're going to have to try to reinvent and, you know, stop doubting themselves after that loss. And then what, what teams do you think are for sure going to win their conference uh, tournament? Okay, so the, the basics are the three teams that had an undefeated record going in, uh, in their conference going into this. I think Murray State is going to be – is going to just – suck for most of games and then they're just going to win by two at the end like they have been i think they come out of the um i think they come out of the ohio valley pretty uh pretty you know normally um i think gonzaga they always get one loss a year inside the tourney um or inside the conference and so i think with that so uh with that saint mary's one i think they've got it out of their system and they're just gonna roll I feel like. Um, plus, they only have to play two games, and every other team that they play outside of if it is St. Mary's on the other side um, is going to have to have played at least three or four in order to get to them because of the gauntlet-style format uh, that the WCC has. Then, um, I mean, South Dakota State has not lost in the Summit this entire season, but they really, really – got scared by Oral Roberts last week. They had to come back from like 10 points down in like the final six minutes maybe. Um, and I don't know what they're going to be able to accomplish there uh, in the tourney. I wouldn't be shocked just because of how it worked when it was Mike Dom's senior season if they do get upset. Um, but they're heavy favorites right now to do it. I just wouldn't be shocked if Ace Miss or somebody else comes out of that conference instead of them. Um, just because of the precedent that was shown with that uh, near loss to Oral Roberts 
there. Um, that's what I would think in terms of sure bets. And I would, I, I would also say that I think Northern Kentucky is quite a sure bet, but then again, they're not exactly supposed to. So it's kind of hard to say that I'm not just a little misled. Oh, oh, forgot Colgate. Colgate is the only good team in the Patriot League at all. So they are going to win it. All right. Who do you have as of right now for your projected number one seeds in the NCAA tournament? For reference, ESPN has Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and Auburn. Okay. Well, Gonzaga's gonna they're gonna get in. They could lose to San Diego and they'll get in as a one seed. Um so they're a given. I don't think Baylor repeats and they're tourney, so I don't think they'll finish it out. I think Arizona will will get like the, the third-ish seed out of the ones. Um, like out of the one seeds, they'll be number three. Then I think Auburn will get it by default when some of the other high-level teams lose in their tournaments. And definitely not Kansas. I want to say that Duke will be the other one seed. I want to say it's going to be Duke, Gonzaga, Auburn, and um, uh, Duke, Gonzaga, Auburn, and Arizona. Okay, now we'll talk um, about the other end of the tournament. We'll talk about some of the teams on the bubble. ESPN has for your last four in Loyola, Chicago, San Francisco, Indiana, and Memphis. And then the next four out are Oregon, St. Bonaventure, Virginia, and Florida. What do you think about some bubble teams that will either be uh, in or out this year? I think Oregon makes the run in the Pac-12. Dana's done it before. If you remember that um, that Sweet 16 team he had on the one that had Bull Bull, but he got hurt. Um, he just made that like four-day run in the Pac-12 tourney and won it. I think Dana does it again. He's beaten so many high-level teams this year. I think he's just going to I think he'll come out of the Pac-12 with that win. Then, um, well, i really kind of shocked that San Francisco is still getting considered for being on the bubble because I really like them. I think they are a tournament team, but I didn't think that they got any of the respect because they weren't uh, – because they didn't play super well against Gonzaga and because the WCC never gets any respect. Um, Memphis, I think they actually, unfortunately are going to get in. Um, I think all they have to do is make to make it to the AAC like semis. And I think they're in, um, Indiana shouldn't get in, but they might, uh, Loyola Chicago should be already in. And I think that as long as they don't get like upset in like the first or second round of the Missouri Valley attorney, they are going to. They should even be like a 10 seed, to be honest, um, instead of even just like a play in 11 or something like that. And then I don't think San Diego State does it. I doubt BYU comes up with it. Virginia, though, on the outside, that is still – so towards the end of the season, your coach matters a lot. It really does. And um, – and Virginia, they've got Bennett over there that just, you know, he he's going to be able to out-scheme the other coaches in the tourney. I think they could even get the auto bid out of the AAC or the ACC. But I'd put their odds of getting in at like 40% maybe, um, even though they're uh, next four out. Now, what conference do you think will have the most at-large bids in the tournament? The conference that deserves the most at-large bids is the Big 12. They have been the best conference this season. The conference that is going to get the most big that is going to get the most at-large bids is going to be the Big 10, unfortunately. Because I don't know how, but people still think Michigan deserves to be in. Um and then Indiana's right here on the bubble. I just don't see it at all. I don't see why Michigan or Indiana should be 
in the tournament. Um, but I know why the committee would want to do that. And I know why they're going to be able to make the claims based on computer rankings that those two teams deserve in. But if it were to be fair, it would be the Big 12. But I think in reality, it's the Big 10. That was the Big Ten last year, too. I think they had, like... They did nothing. They did nothing. Yeah. They had, like, eight teams in, something like that. Yeah, and then, what was it? By the Sweet 16, they only had Michigan left? Yeah, I mean, somehow, I remember, Rutgers was up five on... Rutgers was up five on Houston with 54 seconds left, and they lost that game. They almost did it, though. Yeah, they that was a really good chance. They almost squeaked it. I mean, because they beat, they won the first, they beat the first giant team, and then, yeah, they almost squeaked it out with the choke. They really beat that. If I remember correctly, they really beat that first round team too. It might have been like Florida or somebody like that, and they just crushed them, uh, and won by like fifteen or so. If I remember that correctly. I think that could happen again. I think the Big Ten could get a ton of bids, and then all and then like most all of them lose. Is Ohio State just because immediately? <laughs> yeah, I could totally see that. Just because I don't think that well, all the players are the same in the Big Ten. They are the they are the um, the conference least affected by turnover. I think this year. And then the coaches, I mean, if they couldn't do it the first time, I don't know if they could do it this time. And I don't know. I'd say Sweet 16, there's only two left. That's what I'm going to guess. And I know Purdue and Ohio State are probably not going to make it very far. So that kind of leaves it up to some of those other ones. I think Rutgers could be the furthest advancing Big Ten team, and that's not even far-fetched. And uh, also, Illinois got bounced by Loyola Chicago last year. Yeah, that wasn't fair, though, because Loyola Chicago was the number, like, 19 team in the nation, but they put them at the eight seed to make that matchup between, you know, Chicago and Illinois, you know, the in-state rivalry. They wanted that for ratings. Yeah. But, like, realistically, Loyola Chicago should have been a five. And then that guy with the mustache. Rutwig, man. Yeah, haven't seen on. anybody as um, <laughs> as captivating to the ladies ever since. All right. So now I just want to go through the conferences and get your conference champion prediction for each conference. We'll start yeah, with the A-Sun conference. Some of the top teams are Liberty, Jacksonville, Florida, Gulf Coast. Who thinks going to win A-Sun? I think Jacksonville State does it. I think they're like the only – it's only them and Liberty that are in that conference that are any good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Jacksonville State, they have a ton of people all over that are transfers in from other places. They've got a, a former five-star recruit, Brandon Huffman, who went to North Carolina and moved off here. Um, they've got Darian Adams, a JUCO product. He's really good. I think that – they're going to win it. But like I said, that game, if it happens, Liberty versus Jacksonville State should be one of the best games you're going to see, um, you know, in the conference championship season. For reference, Liberty's 12 and 4 in conference, 21 10 overall. Jacksonville State is 13 3 and 29 overall. Moving to the American East. I'm assuming you're going to say the Catamounts because they're 16. Yeah, I kind of got to. They also don't really ever blow it. They well, and Stony Brook isn't even going to get to play because they screwed him over. Oh yeah, <laughs> really? <laughs> not even. Vermont only blew it at the one time, and UMBC ended up being Virginia that year. But I'm thinking of all those Anthony Lamb years where they just made it every year and were the 14 seed, and then got like, and then everybody picked them, and then they did nothing ever in the tourney. But I think that they're just going to get through again. I don't think it's going to be that hard for them. So it would be sick to see that little guy on UMBC, Darnell Rogers, like five foot one guy play. That would have been, that'd be cool. I mean, they are the second best team in the conference. So. Mm-hmm. Good. American Athletic, uh, you have the 14th ranked Houston Cougars. 
SMU Mustangs and Memphis is kind of good too, but what do you got there? Okay, so Houston is really plummeting recently. They're not doing too hot in the last, like, I mean, they lost to SMU and Memphis back-to-back, I think. And then they came back and did a little something, but they almost lost to Tulane in there as well. Um, I don't think they pull it out. I think they get in anyways because it won't matter because they're already number 14 and have a really good out-of-conference schedule. But I think Memphis actually wins this when it's so hard to bet on Memphis ever because they just let you down time after time, I'm going to take the risk and say they're going to win that one. All right. Atlantic 10 conference, 14 and two Davidson Wildcats, Stephen Curry, VCU Rams, 13, three Dayton and St. Bonaventure also are. All right. Do you got Davidson or are you going somewhere else? Okay. Davidson. I think they're an at-large anyways if they lose this. I think they are. I think they're 24-4 and four there. Um, I don't think it matters all that much to them to win it all. I, I'm going to go with the wild card here. I'm going to go St. Louis U, the sixth-ranked team in the conference, because they did this exact same thing in 2019 and several of the same guys are right here and it's the same coach. I think they could do like a three day, you know, like uh, four in a row wins kind of thing um, to pull that out. But that's going to, whoever wins the A-10, that might also be your most competitive tournament. I can't even rule out George Mason. There's just, there's a lot of capable guys and every team has a flaw. So that could also be, your most uh, competitive tournament if you, um, especially if you're looking for talent rather than dysfunction. All right, then we are the ACC number four Duke. Got second is Notre Dame somehow. And then North Carolina Tar Heels are third. We got, you got the Blue Devils on that one. I don't want it to be, but I think I do. Um, I think Virginia's the best chances outside of Duke, but I think Duke does it, unfortunately. They're not going to break a sweat, I don't think. It is so cool to see the ACC with just one ranked team, though, because of how long they told everybody they were the best. And nobody was like them. And then now they're here with one team ranked. So um, that's pretty satisfying, but I think Duke does pull it out. All right, Big 12. Yeah, the sixth ranked Kansas Jayhawks in first, third ranked Baylor Bears, second, 12th Texas Tech, third, and the Texas Longhorns are 21 ranked, and they're in fourth. Who do you got in the Big 12? I've got Texas, but because it's not going to be Jayhawks or Bears, at least I think, um, or Baylor, my bad, uh, it's going to. It's going to be up for grabs. I wouldn't be incredible. Okay, here's a wild thing. Even though they're 5-11 in the conference, that is a Porter Mosier team. And that is a well-tenured Oklahoma Sooner team. That team is scary in the, in the setting where it's a winner go home because of how much they've succeeded in that atmosphere, they could really actually do it. Even though they're second to last, I think they could do it because I think the other ones don't need it and will lose. So I'm going with Texas as my main one, but watch out for Sooners. Okay, and Big East, number nine, Providence is first. 11 drawing over Wildcats, second, and then 18th UConn Huskies. They might be a sleeper team because I think they're kind of on a roll recently. Who do you got in the Big East? Um, it's not going to be Georgetown again. I can say that with 100% certainty. Uh, <laughs> they are awful in every way. Uh, Ewing needs to just, I don't know, go, uh, I don't know, go like be a big man specialist at a summer camp. He's got to not be the coach anymore. Um, 
I just, I don't know. I think Providence just wins games they shouldn't. And I think even though every single metric and every single piece of anecdotal evidence says that when one team really turns it on, they will lose, they just won't. I don't think they will. I think Providence squeaks this out after playing two awful games and they still win it. (laughs) Though UConn is the smart money. That is the one that should do it. I just think that Friars have some sort of, I don't know, uh, God-given destiny to win that. All right. You have Big Sky, which seems pretty competitive. You got Montana State, 13-4. Southern Utah, 12-5. Weber State, 13-6. Northern Colorado, 12-6. And And then the Grizzlies, Montana, 11-7. Who you got in the big sky? Okay, this is really tough one. I can guarantee you that two of these games will be, will have a combined score of over 200 because the big sky plays no defense at all, period. Montana State got so close last year, but couldn't finish. I'd love to see him do it, but Weber State, no, I'm going to go with Montana State. I just think they have to get through Weber, and that's going to be a tough ask. But I think Montana State, I really hope they do. Um, they've got a two-headed uh, British core of Amina Damu and um, oh, uh, Jabril Bello, both of those guys hailing from England. Um, both of, And I think they should have won it last year. They didn't end up doing it. I think they do it this year. Right. At the Big South Conference, more or less got two teams. Yeah, it's got two. There's no Longwood other teams. Longwood and Winthrop Eagles. One, Longwood's 15-1 and one, and Winthrop's 14-2. Who do you got between those two? Longwood is such a sound team. They will beat anybody that is inferior to them. So they're only going to play Winthrop so if Winthrop doesn't get to the championship game, it's Longwood easy. Um, Winthrop has been off my own metrics. They are, well, they're on an eight game win streak here. They are hot as hell. And then they are, um, they, as a team, lead division one in, in lead changing shots in the final 10 seconds of games. My own metric there. But they've done that five times more than any team, men or women. And that is just that clutch factor. I've got to side with Winthrop. Though Longwood, Longwood is such a good team. It's hard to say that they're going to lose, but I think Winthrop does it. Okay, and then we got the competitive Big Ten Conference. You got 10 Wisconsin, 8 Purdue, 20th is Illinois, 23rd ranked Ohio State, 24. Iowa Hawkeyes, and right behind them, you got Michigan State at 10 and 7, Rutgers at 10 and 8, and then Michigan at 9 and 8. And I heard that they're thinking about punching someone after during the tournament. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, I don't think Purdue does it. It could just be a line eye that, that totally could make sense. They made it to the championship last year and barely lost. Um, but I think Wisconsin just keeps what they've got going, going. And I think they pull it out. I mean, it's not like – I also didn't realize they got bumped up so much. They were like 13 last week, right? Now they're up to 10? Yeah. I, I, I mean, too, but... I just – yeah, they got really bumped up. I'd say – yeah, I'm going to go with Wisconsin, though that, that entire tournament is just going to be a ton of teams – losing to teams they shouldn't and casting doubts on their tournament. <laughs> All right. I'll see. Big West Conference. Uh, it's kind of open. It really is. There's Yeah, all of those teams at the top are really tight. Yeah. You got Long Beach 10-3 and Fullerton is 10-3. Hawaii is 9-4. Irvine and UC Riverside both have eight wins there. So who would you have to pick in Big West? It's a recency bias thing, but I've got to pick the Long Beach State Beach. 
the beach not only have the worst name in Division One, um, but also they were down 27 points with like 10 minutes left to go in the game against uh, UC Irvine this week. And they made it a one possession game with less than a minute left. That is the resilience you need to win it. Honestly, I'd say like 25, 25, and then like 15, 15, 15 on all for like the, I mean, that doesn't add up to it, but I'd say for the odds of these guys, um, one of those top five teams is going to win it, but who it is, is kind of picking it out of a hat. It's going to be sort of random, but Long Beach State is where I'm just going to put my money on that. Um, just based on anecdotal evidence. Uh, my guy, Joe Hampton from Last Chance U Basketball is on that team. All right, we got Colonial Athletic Association. Got the Wilmington, UNC Wilmington Seahawks at 15 and three. Townsend is 14 and three. And then Hofstra is 12 and five. And then Delaware and Drexel both have 10 wins. So here you have in the Colonial. Um, I've got Towson. I they um I mean they're not like an exciting thing. And even though they're on like a six-game win streak, that's about to end because they're resuming a game they played in like January against <laughs> Delaware State, where the water just where the I don't know, the ceiling leaked and they had to stop, but they were down like 17 going into the like with 15 minutes left. So I think they're still gonna lose that. But I mean, Towson, I think, is the most resilient of the bunch. UNC Wilmington, Jalen Sims is a monster on that team. But I still think Towson pulls it out. And just because Wilmington has felt a lot of pain in the past, I think it could keep on happening to them. Also, Towson hasn't made the tourney in some time. I'd be happy about that. Also, Townsend is up four in that game right now. They are? Yeah. Really? Four with five to go. So. Shocking. Because I they came, I mean, yeah, when they were resuming, it was nothing left. Yeah. <laughs> they were down by 13. I guess that's just like a different key, a different team came into the game that than the one that left. All right, you got Conference USA, Middle Tennessee is 13-3. North Texas has only lost one game in the conference. And UAB has 12 wins, and Louisiana Tech has 11. Who do you got between those couple of teams in this one? Although I think UAB and Louisiana Tech are very, very solid teams, North Texas, they've got to win this. They have had such a season. Um they blow teams out. They finish the job, I think. And they're on a 14-game win streak. I mean, that speaks for itself. Um, I think that they should have. They should easily uh, dispose of most of the competition in that tourney. All right. We got the Horizon League. Cleveland State's 15 wins. Purdue for Rain is 15 wins. You got Northern Kentucky, 14 if that's your team, that's basically who you're saying earlier. Yeah. Wright State's 15. Oakland is 12. Youngstown is 12 also. And Detroit is 10. Um, but I know you're going with Northern Kentucky. So, uh, it's going to be such a good tourney, though. Yeah. Every team in here is very – every single team in here is variable from day to day. Every single team will play up on one day and then play, like – IUPUI on the bottom one. You know, it'll just um, it's going to be such an interesting tourney because none of the teams are consistent at all. But I think Northern Kentucky with that second half thing, of course we I said prior is going to win that one. Yeah, I like Cleveland State. They've been losing recently. And then I also yeah. like Purdue for Wayne because they got Damon Chung. They, they got Chung Yeah, I'd be really happy if they won too. Happy. Although, I mean, Sean Quee's already made the turning ones. Yeah, he was, he was in the. He's done it twice, four. actually. Yeah. I remember watching the first four last game or last year. 
That was fun against Texas Southern. Yeah, I thought they were going to win. Well, if he had if he had support on that team, he would have. But unfortunately, he didn't. It's Ivy League. You got like three teams, basically. Princeton. Yeah, well, only four get to play, so pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, Princeton, Yale, Penn, and then I guess Cornell, which is going to have like no shot. So, <laughs> um, uh, I think honestly, none of these teams are especially good, but Princeton has just they played a really good out of conference. Um, I got to go with them, but I mean, none of these teams are going to like pull an upset in the tourney. Yeah. So. Well, sometimes. I know what was this? 2019, a lot of people were picking like Yale to beat LSU. Well, that's, yeah. But the thing about that one was Yale was like 29 and six. And they had Mie Oni, who was an, who was an NBA player. None of these guys have anybody like that, yeah. Um, yeah. except for I guess Harvard with Noah Kirkwood, but that's not even fair. Oh wait, no, Penn has somebody. I'm wrong. Penn has uh, Penn has like a 20 point per game score. I'm still gonna go with Princeton, but uh, I guess who that is uh, Jordan Dingle. That's who it is. He's the 20 point per game score. Yeah, I think he only lost like four to but Metro Athletic Conference. We've got. Iona, which is 16 2. Yeah, and beat Alabama. I mean, <laughs> and Siena and St. Petersburg both have 12, and then uh uh-uh was 10, but it's probably going to be Iona. Yeah, Iona should sweep this. Iona should get a first round win in the tourney. Patino yeah. might just pop ship and go to like Minnesota or something after this year. I don't know. Uh, tournament appearances theoretically. Yeah, Monmouth. I really like them, but they fell apart in the latter half of the season. Um, and it's just going to be Iona. When you have a transitive win over Gonzaga, and then you're also in the, and then you're in a conference like this low, I mean, I think you're pretty much a lock to win it. <laughs> yeah, Mid American Conference. You got. Toledo Rockets, 15-3 in conference. Ohio's 14 and um, has 14. So does Kent State. Buffalo is 13. And then Akron has 12. You got in the MAC. That is going to be such a – that's going to be a fun tourney once it reaches, like, the second or third. I mean, it's going to be, like, a million layups and floaters and nothing much more than that. But I've got Ali Ali in the zips. That's my uh, – that's who I'm going to go on. I mean, none of these teams differentiate from each other all that much. Of course, Jalen Preston and the cool guys for Ohio that pulled the upset last year are all gone. Um, so I don't really believe in them. Toledo, I mean, they're just kind of an average team that can be beat if somebody shoots well. So I'm going to go with Akron. I think Ali Ali is going to pull this one out. All right, we got the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. You got Norfolk State at 10-2 on the conference. And you got Howard at 8-4. and four. North Carolina Central and South Carolina State both have seven wins as well. Um, do you got Norfolk State in this, winning this, or do you have someone else? Actually, I don't. I've got NC Central, surprisingly. They – they made a crazy upset comeback or a crazy comeback against Delaware State. They have been the only team to like keep Coppin State from winning at the buzzer. I don't know how they do it, but they stopped Nanda Tark from doing that. Um, I just think there's something special about that team. And Norfolk State really let me down. They lost to like Morgan State by like 10 um, when I was like parading how they were going to win that game by a ton. Uh, so I can't really go for them. So I'm going NC Central. Oh, NC Central does have the documentary series. So. Oh, they do? There you go. I didn't know about that. <clears throat> Missouri Valley Conference, you got Northern Iowa 14 and 4. Missouri State 13 and 5. My guys, Drake Bulldogs 13 and 5 also. And then the Ramblers also 13 and 5. 
And Bradley has 11 wins. Who do you got in Missouri Valley? Such a packed conference. Um, I think Missouri State pulls it out. No reason other than they got to the championship and lost tragically to, to Drake last year. Um, I just, I, I think Missouri State pulls it out. Gage Prim is a double-double machine. Um, and Isaiah Mobley's done well. I mean, they're just kind of due to make it. They've had too many good teams that failed at the last step of the challenge. I think they're overdue. And I'll go to Mountain West to the top. Boise State 14 and 2, Wyoming 12 and 3, Colorado State 13 and 4, and San Diego State is 10, has 10 wins, and UNLV has nine wins. Who do you think will be changed? The Mountain West should send three teams this season, which I'm really hoping for. Uh, the three that are already should be in are Boise State, Wyoming, and Colorado State. If San Diego State can win the tourney, then they could get a four-bid Mountain West for the first time since, like, Jimmer, which would be pretty wild. Um, but I don't think they do. I think, I think David Roddy and Colorado State pull this out. I'm a huge Roddy fan. Um, and, I don't know, I just really like how they play and – think that they'll outlast teams if it's like an over the course of many days and they're out and they're tired and whatnot. I think they just have that endurance uh, to run that marathon. I think Colorado State pulls it out, but that's going to be a fun tournament to watch like those quarterfinals and semifinal games because uh, all of these teams are like seven, eight, nine seeds, um, each of them. <clears throat> Northeast Conference. You got the two really top teams. Bryant has 16 wins. Wagner has 15. But then you got Long Island with 12 and then Merrimack with 10. But I guess yeah, it's, so it's Wagner versus Bryant, really. Um, Wagner scared the hell out of me, but I got to just – I'm going to go Bryant. Although Wagner is, you know, probably a better team. I think that that FDU lost did some to their probably did some to their psyche, and this would be Bryant's first ever tournament appearance, um, at all. So that, and when they are sixteen and two in conference, I think it's you know they should do it. I hope they do win this. All right, for Ohio Valley Conference, you got a couple teams: Belmont, fifteen wins. And Moorhead State with 13, but obviously Murray State is 18 and 0 in conference. <laughs> so I think we're picking them, like you said. Yeah, we're going with them. Though Moorhead State is going to be, I, I guarantee you, Moorhead State plays them if they play them, that the game is within five points because they get to the end of games and they'll play against a tough team and get all the way to the end and then lose by two on a layup and, you know, give and then commit a charging foul. So um, I think whatever it is, pick them to, to lose by five to, uh, to Murray State in there. All right, Pac-12, we got number two, Arizona. We got number 16, USC, number 17, UCLA, and... Ducks have 11 wins. Buffaloes have 11 wins. Huskies have nine wins. Do you think it'll be Arizona or do you think it'll be one of the other teams? I think there's, I think Arizona has like a 50% chance of winning this um, just based on, you know, what they have and whatnot. Though I think Oregon is my sleeper team in this. I think Oregon really could run the table and win it. Um, and secure themselves that auto bid like they did a few years ago. All right. For the Patriot League, you said you were taking the Colgate Raiders. You're the only good team in that conference. <laughs> the rest of them just beat up on one another. Colgate just is in, in a different league. Um, 16-2. Yeah. Oh, and their only losses are like early in the year, I think, too. All right. Move on to another good basketball conference. Went like 14 in a row. What is it? Yeah, 12. Yeah. <laughs> Some. All right. 12 and one at home. Yeah, it's 12 in a row. 
right? Moving on to, like I said, another competitive basketball conference, the SEC. You got number five Auburn, who was number one for a while. 14 Razorbacks, who just beat Kentucky. And then we got Kentucky. And you got Tennessee, who just beat Auburn. And then you got Alabama. Uh, who do you think will win that competitive conference? I don't know if Alabama keeps it for the second bit. I don't know if they keep it for uh, for the actual tourney, but they have some unprecedented magic. That team is either getting upset in the first round by Iona or something, or they are going to the final four. There is no in between. They can play up to anybody and they will play down to anybody. So it depends on whether they choose to use their magic in the SEC tournament. I think if they do, they win it. I think it's them. And then my second bet would be on Arkansas because they are red hot and the must bus is at full steam um, to go do something there. I don't think Auburn or Kentucky win that one. All right. Southern Conference. Chattanooga's 14-4. Furman, you got 12-6. and six. Samford and Wofford are both have 10 wins, too. Who do you have in the Southern? Yeah. So... This is the one I was saying there's not a real gap between the top and the bottom of and is going to be a really, really competitive tournament. Um, Chattanooga is the favorite, obviously. I mean, they won the conference uh, regular season by two games. But I think it's – I think that, yeah, I would choose them. But if I had to choose another, UNCG with Kobe Langley is very dangerous. Um because when he turns it on, he'll put up like 38 on you for no reason and just leave you, uh, you know, laying there or something. But I think I, I'm going to choose Chattanooga, but uh, watch out for UNCG. We got the Southland Conference, three teams of nine wins, and that's New Orleans, Nichols, Southern Louisiana. I think you probably pick one of the three. So uh, who do you pick? I don't think Sela holds up to any of the other ones, southeastern Louisiana, that is. Um, I think it's it's between Nichols and New Orleans. Um, I think Nichols is a better team. I think Nichols will win it, though I have been told by several people that they are really impressed by that uh, by the privateers backcourt. They have like two guys with 15, uh, with like 15 points per game and, you know, four boards each and uh, like three assists. I mean, it's a really good backcourt. I do think Nichols wins, but I think that that is definitely a team to watch if they get through. Privateers might be an upset pick as like a 14 seed. All right. You got... Never mind. It'll be like a 15 seed. I'm wrong. <laughs> if they even get there, they might just be a play-in because the Southland isn't very good. But we'll see. We'll have to see. Um, yeah. But the SWAC with Florida AM has 10 wins and they're the head of the East. And the last of last year, um, this is winner, Texas Southern with 12 wins. Alcorn also has 11 and they got Southern with 10. Who do you have for the SWAC? So. Florida A&M, I think they're frauds. Um, I don't think they're going to do it. Um, and then Texas Southern, they were my guys last year. They are hot right now. They made that huge upset on the road, the biggest upset in terms of point different or in terms of spread this entire season with that crazy uh, like 16-point win against um, Florida early in the season. Uh if you had to put money on them, I'd do that. I think that's your safest bet is to do South Texas Southern to repeat. But it's really anybody's game here. I could see like P. Vamu or Prairie View AM getting that, uh, like somehow running the table as well. All right. We got the Summit League with Jack Rabbits, who are 18 and 0. Will you pick them to win? really want to but they scared me so bad with that oral roberts game i think that they have like an 80 percent chance of winning this but i think they could blow it and if they do blow it there is a hundred percent certainty it is to max acemas he has their number 
if they lose in the in the conference tourney at all, Max A. Smith is the reason, and Oral Roberts is coming back, and they're coming back hot. So watch out if that happens, because we could see a repeat. We'll say also that uh, UMKC actually has a winning record this year, so that's that's fun. Yeah, they're doing really well for themselves, men and women. Um, they're having a great season, and they should be, I don't know, semifinals in this. All right, Sun Belt. You got a couple teams, like three teams, I guess. Well, there's like actually like eight teams that can win it, and then there's like three teams that are favored. So, Georgia State is surprisingly the odds favorite right now, actually. Okay, because they're at nine and five, and then Texas and Appalachian State are tied at the top with twelve wins. Um, who do you think will win Sun Belt? This one was one of my most competitive ones because there is a million teams that are the same as one another. Um, I can tell you that it will be one of the three teams I say here. It's going to be either Troy, South Alabama, or Louisiana. I don't think Georgia State does it. My The one I'm going to pick is South Alabama, but I don't think Texas State is going to keep up what they have. Georgia State, they are just – they just lose to teams they shouldn't. Um, and App State really could. They are the – this would be to return this year. But they were like the five seed last year, and they ran the table to make the tournament. So I think that they don't do it again because they have expectations this time. I think South Alabama is it, but this is going to be insane in terms of even quarterfinal action. You're going to have like an 8-8 eight and eight team against like a 12-6 and six team, and it's going to be so tight. Right. We got West Coast Conference. Obviously, got number one Gonzaga Bulldogs. They got number nineteen St. Mary's Gales. A couple other teams. Santa Clara's ten wins. The Dons also have ten wins. Who do you have in the West Coast Conference? Gonzaga, because um, I think that I mean St. Mary's did just beat them and whatnot, but I, Gonzaga loses one game in conference every year, and I think they got that out the way on Saturday. And I think that the Gales are not going to be able to pull it off again because they kind of got the jump on them early in that game when they weren't getting up for them. Um, And then they fed off the home atmosphere. So I think Gonzaga is going to, going to win that pretty convincingly actually. All right. And we'll move on to the last one, the Western athletic conference. First, you got the New Mexico State Aggies, but they lo- they just lost to the Goats of college basketball. That was one of the best upsets this entire season with Chicago State. Seven wins, Chicago State. Seven wins! That's like five. I think they had seven wins in the last five seasons. Moving up. All right. Now, <laughs> top is New Mexico and Seattle. I think I saw projections that had Seattle winning. Um, then you got Stephen F with 12. Sam Houston State also has 12. Grand Canyon has 11. And then Utah Valley has 10. They were good early in the season. But uh, who do you think will win Western Athletic? Um, and Mark Madsen's a good coach over there. So they should be good for some time. Uh, it won't be Abilene Christian as much as I love them. They won't do it again. Um, I think it's really New Mexico State just kind of has perennially owned this conference. But then in came all the new Southland teams um, that they brought along with them. Uh, You know, for some reason, Lamar got put in there. I don't know why, but uh, who's lost 20 in a row and doesn't have a D1 win this season. But. Yeah, when they could have just brought Nichols, which would have been the logical thing to do, was bring Nichols instead of Lamar, but okay. Um, maybe they had, like, ownership over some of the, like, uh, like seats on the um, Southland Conference. But I really hope Seattle U does this. They have not made a tourney in so long. And this team on paper looks awful. And yet they keep on winning. And um, even though they have had their troubles with the with the New Mexico State Aggies, 
Um, I really hope they do it. The odds will say uh, New Mexico State should, as they should. I think New Mexico State has like a 60% chance of winning this thing. But the Red Hawks, I would love them to do it. So I'm going to pick them. All right. I don't even know what the last time was. Probably like the 80s that they made the tourney. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see him up there, honestly. But um, <clears throat> now we'll look at a projected team, um, 68 team bracket, and I'll get your thoughts on some of the regions here. So for the West, I'll go through them, and then I'll get your thoughts. Um, the West, they have number one Gonzaga versus either Texas Southern or New Orleans, and they have eight Colorado versus nine Miami. And they got five UConn versus 12, Iona, four Ohio State versus 13, Toledo. And they got San Diego, um, San Diego region. They got USC is six versus Davidson 11, Texas Tech three versus 14, Texas State. And then seven Michigan State versus 10, Creighton. And two Duke versus 15, Yale. Are there any? Specific teams that stick out, as in, um, uh, it would suck if Colorado State got that got that uh, um, deal in terms of being the eight seed that has to play Gonzaga because they won't win that. But they're a very capable team to go places if they got an easier matchup. Um, there's nobody in here that that looks like they can do anything against um, Gonzaga. To be honest, uh, I mean, I think Creighton could pull the upset over Michigan State in there. I think that um, Texas Tech versus Texas State would be pretty fun because uh, they're not like San Marcos and Lubbock are like, you know, it's, it's not like super far. Uh, and then Iona would be rightfully upset that they got the only competent five seed in the entire draw. And Ohio State would actually somehow probably win their first round game and move on to the second round only to lose to either Iona or UConn. Pretty good game, I assume. <clears throat> All right, yeah. moving on to the south. They have number one Arizona versus number 16 UNC Wilmington. Seton Hall, eight, is facing um, nine, Wyoming. Texas is fifth, facing South Dakota State, which is a 12. Illinois is a four against Chattanooga, which is 13. Iowa is sixth against North Carolina, 11. Tennessee is three at Northern Iowa, 14. They got... Boise State, seven against 10 Rutgers, which is the same thing they went last year. Baylor is two against Long Beach State, 15. And that's the last matchup in that. So, any thoughts about the South? Oh, man. With Arizona at the top of that, that is – Arizona is, like, set to combust at the, uh, at the Final Four Elite Eight, whichever one it is. They are set to fall apart right there. So that means that somebody could get a ticket out from the bottom, probably. I think South Dakota State would make that tech make the upset over Texas easy. Um, though I think they might lose to Illinois. They could go sweet 16 in that situation, actually. Um Arizona won't lose to Wyoming, but it'll be tight. And I think they at least make the Elite Eight. And then either Rutgers, if they get it going. Or um, Baylor, if, you know, Drew just kind of gets them there, uh, will knock them off. Right. And then for the East, projected, they have number one Auburn versus number 16, Longwood or Norfolk State. They got number eight, Xavier, against number nine, Notre Dame. Then they got Houston versus San Francisco or Indiana. UCLA versus, which is four, versus 13, Vermont. We got number six, LSU, against number 11, Loyola, Chicago, or Memphis. They've got number three, Villanova, number 14, Wagner. And then number seven, Iowa State, versus number 10, Wake Forest. 
And then rounding it out, number two, Purdue versus 15, Colgate. Do you have any thoughts about the East? Yeah, honestly, Colgate-Purdue doesn't look impossible. I'd give that, I'd give Colgate like an 8% chance of pulling that one off because Purdue just is shaky, but they tend to just barely win games is, um, is the unfortunate part of all of that. But yeah, I think Purdue is going to barely win that, but it should be scary for them. Um, Xavier Notre Dame, neither team is very good. That would be such an unfortunate draw for everybody else at eight and nine. Uh, San Francisco, Indiana versus Houston. If Houston's a five seed in there, if Houston is a five seed in there, then they are going a distance, I think. Houston is a very scary team, even though they struggled uh, against lesser teams. If they can get to where they get to play against the good teams, um, when they play the good teams, they will win most of the time. Um, That would be... if Houston UCLA was a round of 32 matchup, I think that the committee would be so upset. Because <laughs> um, even though that would make good ratings, those are two very capable teams. Um, and I don't think Auburn would come out of the conference there uh, or come out of the, uh, the region. Maybe even, maybe even like Villanova versus Houston for a elite eight matchup. And then for the Midwest, we have number one Kansas, and they have number 16 Cleveland State, which would contradict you, but we'll see about that. St. Mary's yeah, State, Murray State, nine, Alabama, five, North Texas, 12 seed, Providence, four seed against New Mexico State, which is 13 seed, number six seed, Arkansas against number 11, TCU. Wisconsin, a three seed against Montana State, 14 seed. Marquette, seven seed against Michigan, a 10 seed. And Kentucky, two seed versus Jacksonville State, 15 seed. So, Jawan Howard is allowed back once they reach the tournament, right? Um, I think, honestly, because it was only. I think he's five. allowed. Yeah. It was only like a five game suspension. Yeah, but I think they have to play five games, and I think he's only played like three. So it de- they've got to win at least game, at least one game without him. Yeah, they have to at least win one. I just assume that they won't the tournament. So. Yeah, <laughs> I assume so too. But that would be a funny reality if they didn't win yeah. enough games in the conference tourney and they were without their coach. <laughs> but um, I really like what. So Marquette on paper has nothing. They should not be as good as they are, but Shaka, man, he is so, so good. Um, he has gotten them there. I think that Oscar Shibwe, though, he easily takes that to the um, to the Sweet 16 at least. Montana State getting the 14 seed would be shocking. I don't think I've seen a big Sky team get above like, a, like an eight seed in my time, like – during these turn or not an eight seed like a, a 15 seed in my time usually you see like montana is the 15 seed away like against duke or something but in that conference i'd say kentucky would play arkansas in the sweet 16 and beat them um you know it's kind of a rematch sort of thing then uh alabama and Providence in the second round would be insane because Alabama is the team that should win so many games and they don't. And Providence is the team that shouldn't, but do. Um, Alabama might just play down to their competition and lose that first round game to North Texas, to be honest. <laughs> it would be a sad thing for a team I hype up, but they really do just like, I mean, they lost to Iona this year. They are, <laughs> they really don't play against uh, – they don't play well against lower teams. Um, Murray State at a nine again. If that was Murray State versus Kansas, Murray State is winning that. I am certain that is exactly the same thing that happened with Illinois versus uh, Loyola Chicago last year. 
where a defensive base mid-major gets to play up against the big team that has been playing in a beat-em-up conference all year. Um, I'd say even Murray State Sweet 16, and then they lose to Bama, Bama versus Kentucky, and then Kentucky Final Four, I guess. And then I guess my Final Four would be um, – it would be – Houston, uh, Houston, Gonzaga, um, Houston, Gonzaga, Rutgers, I want to say, and then Kentucky, I think. And then my national championship would be uh, Kentucky versus Gonzaga, with I hope Gonzaga getting their first title. Any final thoughts on the NCAA basketball or the conference tournaments? I'm just going to have so much fun here. Um, it's going to be quite the week. I mean, my workload is going to definitely be up, but this is the height of competitive and fan-oriented basketball is the conference tournament. You never get the spirit around the teams. You never get the, um, the rivalries as thick. You never get um, the storylines as great as you get in a conference tourney run. So I'm just going to have a great time. All right. You have one NEC game tonight and then tomorrow. Yeah, we got yeah, Fairlay versus CCSU. Yeah. And then tomorrow, Horizon League, ASUN, and Conference USA. Oh, no, I don't think they play. I think Conference USA plays the next day. It's Patriot. Yeah, it's Patriot. There you go. Um, All right. So, Fairleigh Dickinson versus FD or versus Central Connecticut State. Fairleigh should win. They've been playing well recently. They're on a two-game win streak. I mean, credit to them. They might have gotten their first win off of a forfeit, but they have been playing well recently. I think they win that game somewhat easily, um, and then they lose bad in the second round. All right, this has been Out of the End Zone with NCAA Buzzer Beers on Twitter. Hope you enjoyed this conference basketball episode and enjoy watching the conference tournaments.